post live. <laughs> I was going to say, I was waiting for you to say, we are live. And I was going to be like, we were. <laughs> it's over, but we're live again. Yeah, we wanted to say hi to everyone. It's been a minute and we wanted to <laughs> say hi. And Kevin had just done one of his ninja moves and started recording. Yeah. And we didn't do our intro and, and say hello, but definitely wanted to say hello. This is a good one. I, yeah, I was it's a really, fun one. I, it was it was fun. We we start off on a, a wild tangent, just talking about podcasts and thought in general. Yeah. But we we got to three major topics. Yeah, Brittany Griner, the swap, um, Kirsten Cinema, and the transition, and then energy. Yeah. with fusion. Yeah. So a lot to go over. We hope you enjoy it. Um, and I said it at the, the end of the episode, but I'll say it at the top of the episode. We've seen some growth. We've had more people join our live streams or whatever. We're super thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen without the community because God yeah. knows that Kevin and I are not social media savants and don't really know how to really push and whatever, monetize or whatever you want to say this podcast. We just make content anybody who wants to be our social media expert we are uh taking on interns there's <laughs> unpaid, no there's no pay, summer interns but you will have an opportunity to we'll give drink you expen- to, yeah well, and you can drink expensive whiskeys with us. yeah um that said uh, the only reason this podcast has grown to what it is is because of people like you the the listener right now and so i continue to ask people thank you for what you do but continue to spread the word uh, get the Mad Libs community to be even bigger because yeah. having the conversation is important. That's what we do, and that's what we're going to do in a couple of minutes as you listen on. Yeah, so listen on and enjoy. And since uh, I didn't mention this until about 35 to 40 minutes into our recording, happy birthday, Charlie. Happy birthday, Charlie. My youngest son is a year old. What's up? And enjoy the podcast. Three separate tangents, but because they got you on the hook for the one truth, Right. You're willing to go down, and the more often you hear these weird, fragmented, wormhole-type things, the more susceptible you are to believing it, that, especially and, when it's stated in such an eloquent way. And that's a, that's, a, that's a fair point. But that's also on the audience member. Like, you need to be able to discern and, things. And maybe that's my, my biggest problem with people talking shit about Joe Rogan is it like Tulsi Gabbard was on October 11th I know I listened I wasn't very happy with it David I wasn't Tell. like David mad. Tell that must have been a good one I like David Tell he's fucking great I listened to part of it and it was really funny yeah but then I switched over to my conspiracy theories podcast because they were talking about FIFA oh that fucking shit show oh, it was a cool fucking one to listen to Eliza Sch- uh, Schlesinger she's she's really funny um like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really listen to him. I have in the past. And I was like, <coughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never really listened to him um, anymore. I did. Mm-hmm. I did from time to time. I mean, people also forget, like, he's been around for a, a long decade time. now. Like, he's been podcasting for a That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, we haven't decade. heard a stride, baby. Yeah. And if I want it. If it's in his wheelhouse, right? Yeah. I think... I like he, how there's an alpha brain. I know. <laughs> now, That's, I like that stuff. I use it. Well, I, I I haven't used it, obviously. I don't really... I Like, I've used stuff from on it, and I don't know. I, I'm not a big supplements guy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're young. No. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the new trend, right? Yeah. The new trend. And I was talking with a friend uh, from work. Um, you actually just met them. Uh, Paris. Oh, yeah. With Paris. Uh, they're lovely. Yeah. Paris and I were talking. And I was like, man, now it's magnesium. Like, everyone's magnesium deficient. Now you need to take magnesium supplements. I don't know. My doctor said I was pretty good. Really? Yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> well, <coughs> it's like, it's all over TikTok. It's yeah. getting on, like, Healthline and all these different, like, yeah. BuzzFeeds. And, like, oh, are you, like, taking the... And now there's different types of magnesium, yeah. which I get. There are different types of magnesium, just like, you know, <coughs> there's multiple vitamin Bs. I get it. Yeah. That said, it's like there's always some new supplement that we are supposed to be taking. Whereas... You know, back in the day, it was like, oh, you took your Centrum one a day and it had like the zinc and little bits of everything that, you know, you don't need as much of something as you're probably ingesting. You're usually shitting out more of that than you're actually bodies intaking because your body intakes so much. Now, if you have some sort of true deficiency, like an iron deficiency or something like that, that is very identifiable. You know, um, my dad, I used to have, have to give him uh, B12 shots in his butt. Um, that was always interesting. It was, yeah. I, I, learned, I see Buster as the kind of guy that would pull his pants all the way down for you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I would, I would, I learned that instead of like trying to like poke, I just like flicked it like a dart, yeah. like as hard as I could. Yeah. And it just goes in. And I'm like, then it's not like this like push. And, and then like a pop of the skin. It's just like ding. And like people don't notice it. So that's anyways. Yeah. I'm not a phlebotanist. But with a lot of these supplements, I just. I'm not a full botanist either. <laughs> like a half a botanist. <laughs> I know what you I, said. I, 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 know I throw said. some manure around the yard every now and then. I'm <laughs> a half yeah. botanist. Yeah. Do you put it near your pants? Like ache, testosterone uh, one. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep that test high, you know, for when I become an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. I take Alpha Brain, mm-hmm. but the black label formula. It's double the potency. Oh, my God. When you first start taking it, like that first week or two weeks. Is it like limitless? No, but your brain feels tingly. It's awesome. <laughs> this is coming from a guy that's never done drugs. Like, it makes my brain tingly. Um but yeah, so I take that. What else do I take? Well, I know they proved oh, that I take, you like, would prevent COVID if you did the the Flintstone vitamins. I, they did prove that. I'm trying to get <laughs> that some. Is not true. I'm trying to get some work public. Oh, son of a bitch! Now we're gonna get COVID flagged on Spotify for this. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to go back? And no, that? fuck that shit. Okay. This is exactly what we were saying earlier. You should be able to listen to a podcast, no matter who it is, and be able to be like, man, I don't know about that. I should research it. But I'm just, we're just kidding. Obviously, Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, do not do that. But I am trying to get a, some work published. Unless they want to, unless they want to sponsor Flintstones sure. vitamins. Shout out, what's up? I think yeah. that's Johnson and Johnson. Uh, no, probably not a good idea to go down that route. They got deep pockets. <laughs> they got Monsanto pockets. Yes, they do. <laughs> They're losing money as quickly as Monsanto and Watson's. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to publish some work right now that proves the effectiveness of uh, drinking whiskey to prevent COVID. Oh, okay. 
Just saying, Bri, I never tested positive. And I never got the vaccine. Okay. So there's one common denominator there, and it's I drink far more whiskey than you. That that is true. Yeah. Boom. Case in point. <coughs> Case and that is true. point. That is true. So Wild Turkey, Sazerac Company, Willits, any of you guys want to sponsor us, I'll say it was your whiskey. <laughs> I can be bought. <laughs> you know. I mean, when did a whiskey company ever do anything bad? Mm. Colonel E.H. Taylor. He was a colonel in the uh, on the southern side of the war. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was before he was distilling whiskey. He had a change of heart. Wanted to do something good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, Maria asked me to pour her a, a whiskey at the end of the night tonight. Shout out, Maria. Love you. Um, and... Uh, so I poured it, and she ended up, she did her Irish goodbye, um, which a lot of bosses do. It's kind of a, just a good move, because otherwise you just get held up. Yeah. And she left it there, and one of the other staff members, she had just finished her shift drink. I knew she liked whiskey. I said, hey, Callie, you can finish this. Uh, it was Maria's. I don't think she even touched it. And uh, she goes, oh, well, yeah, you, you can have it, Kev. I was like, no, 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 I'm podcasting tonight. She goes, like, you don't drink when you podcast? I said, we do, and we're doing funny topics. Um, I said, but not when I have to talk about fucking the new 2023 Ford Fusion. <laughs> um, we, you know, cause I'm like kind of a car guy. Like I can change my brakes and change my oil, but you know, uh, and she goes, Oh, is it so you don't say anything stupid? I was like, nah, I don't need a drink to do that. <laughs> and then I brought up the, mm-hmm. 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 Oh, Brian. I don't, I don't think. I actually, I might say one thing that makes you say mm-hmm tonight. I got some thoughts. I got some some brain bubbles that are gonna pop all over your earbuds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're off to the start. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: uh, we do. There's, there's. We we didn't meet Sunday to record. Yeah, it's my and, bad. No, it's not a bad. Like it's, it's not like it's a full-time position where we're able to support our families with this podcast we do this out of love for the community that listens to us um but there's been a lot going on in the last few weeks um and it was actually one of the topics you know Brittany griner um it was heidi who reached out and like wanted to to gather my thoughts and I, i interacted a little bit with her on on it um not unfortunately not as much as (coughs) <coughs> I got to during our interview episode. So if you if haven't you listened haven't listen, to it, it, it's she's the best. Um, Great interview. But she was talking about like my feelings on it and stuff. And, and I even had some conversations with people on Facebook about it. And it is, we have not come as far as we thought since the 2020 election in terms of, trying to be a little bit more gracious and a little bit more understanding of the other side. I think, you know, that was one of the major pushes for Joe Biden was to be more bipartisan. And as we watch the GOP essentially fall apart, uh, Donald Trump has a big announcement tomorrow. Um, Supposedly, supposedly it's like he wants to become the speaker of the house. Hmm. Anyways. uh, Shit. I'll bring my laptop to work with me just in case. Yeah. We might need to talk about it. 
<clears throat> we haven't done some breaking news in a while. We should do that. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the Britton Griner trade, yes, uh, which is not a WNBA trade. It was a uh, prisoner swap between Russia and the United States. And obviously, the relationship between the United States and Russia has been adversarial for decades and decades and decades. Right. Uh, with that said, it is far more contentious right now as Russia isn't trying to invade another country and take it over. Um, and the United States is arming that country and dumping tons of money and support, medicine, everything it can Billions. in order to not get involved but still have the out, the, the desirable outcome. Right. Uh, they are actually sending over. They green-lighted and gave Ukraine permission to drone strike in Russia and also just sent over the Patriot Missile Defense System, hmm. which is, you know, is high, you know, one of did our they, prize So they went ahead and do it? They went ahead and did that? Yeah. I know there was talks of it. When did it, when did that go I, through? I think like a day or two ago. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So anyways, uh, Brittany Griner is a WNBA star. She was, she was a star at Baylor um, in, in college, came out to the WNBA, and was, you know, one of the league's best players. Uh, also one of the most well-known. She's very tall. She can dunk. She's very skilled. Um, she's a very personable person. She's also a member of the LGBT community. So a lot going on for her. Now, Brittany Griner and most WNBA stars, I would say pretty much all of them, don't necessarily make the most money. And so what Brittany Griner did, like a lot of former NBA stars or WNBA stars that are currently playing, they'll go overseas and play. So after the WNBA season happens... <clears throat> Brittany Griner went and played in Russia, you know, for seasons at a time where, you know, they'll pay a star, you know, a, f a few million dollars playing uh, basketball there. Um, and so she was over there uh, when she was commuting back, you know, going through the airport, they found uh, a canister of, of uh, marijuana or the, the oil, yeah, the, hash the hashish oil. Um, I should have known that. I mean, we just talked about cannabis and, and everything with Heidi. I should have been better. Hash oil. Um, she got caught with that, and, you know, they made this big, you know, thing about it. And then eventually she was sentenced to 10 years, for which she served 10 months of that. Um, and, you know, it became a very, very hot-button issue in America. You know, the NBA players... Uh, made statements like LeBron James. You know, they wore shirts to support Brittany Griner. The WNBA stars did. Um, they posted it up on all the courts. There was like uh, her number, what was it, 28? Yeah, something like that. And essentially, there was this opportunity to make a geopolitical move and try to free her, right? And the swap ended up becoming uh, Victor Boot, and one of the more notorious arms dealers in history who is serving a 25-year sentence. Um, I think he had about six years left on it, is what I read, um, and was exchanged for Brittany Griner. Um, in sports, we call that, you know, straight up, you know, one for one. Did you watch the video of the trade-off? <clears throat> no. It's very interesting. 
Because you was see, it super you contentious, see, or it was well. So Brittany Griner walks off immediately. It was like as soon as like you know the papers are handed over, like her and her lawyer beelined it for the car. I would too. Um, but like the boot was like shaking hands and hugging with these Russian guys. Yeah, I'm. I think it was boot. The video. You know what I mean? It was. I think it was CBS that had it up. Yeah. Um, and it said video of the exchange, and I mean. If that was Victor Boot, what the fuck? What do you mean, what the fuck? He's like hugging these Russian officials. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, um, I, I, I'm I'm sure there is, you know, I, I, Russia was very focused on, uh, you know, trying to make a deal for him. And the thing is, is he's wanted in, in other countries that, you know, have extradition you know, uh, legislation lined up where I think it's Libya and maybe Yemen where he's wanted for war crimes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he's wanted elsewhere and he served a long term. And, and the interesting part in, 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 I will give credit to Heidi for raising this, but I've, I've also felt it. What's the difference between what he does and what Reagan did? See, now, I'm not going to knock Joe Biden for making this deal. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I th- yeah. Oh, there is a lot of people that made I'm, I'm not going to. That. Here's where I'm, I'm actually going to come at this from a different angle. Yeah. Um, and I see you pulling up an article on this, one of these people that I wanted to bring up. Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan. Yeah. So here's a guy who is a military veteran, police officer veteran, um, who has been held over there for how many years is it? I think it's like six years. Yeah. He's been over there for six years because Russia accused him of being a spy. Right. Um, not much due process. Like translators weren't um, brought in during like the evidence stage of his trial. This man is serving time behind bars in Russia and we haven't gotten him out. So what pisses me off about this, and I am so happy that Brittany Griner is <coughs> back on U.S. soil. I think that's an amazing thing. And I'm so happy for her, and I think it's the right thing. But where's, you know what I mean? I know there's there's outrage about this, but, like, why is this not taken care of first? This man spent six years over there. You know what I mean? We're going to make a, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to come off as an asshole, but, like, we're going to make a big deal because she's a WNBA player? No. I, I think I think it got a lot of notoriety because she's a WNBA player. Like, it, it became more notable. Yeah. But why but didn't there we... was no deal for him. There was no deal for him. You're talking about someone suspected of espionage. Well, they tried to trade him for boot, and the U.S. wouldn't give them boot. Of course, yeah. Well, that was under Trump's administration. Well, Trump dumb fuck. Nope. Well, and, and um, that's fine. But there was no longer. That was but, before the okay. contentiousness yeah, yeah. of the Ukraine situation. Correct. No, so, and I and I agree. I'm just saying, like, I really hope that this is something that the Biden administration is working on now. Again, well, and they said they were. And they were trying to get him in a two-for-one deal. The the other thing... I do know that, yeah. And, and I tried to point out to people that were having this conversation is the Whelan family came out and said that this was the deal to be made. Oh, I did... I, no, I, I saw the, so, the interview with his twin brother. Yeah, and like they're upset that his the brother or you know the family member isn't home. Yeah. But like people are... And, and you see it on the right, right? Because obviously anything you can attack on Biden, they're going to attack. Just, just like on the yeah. left, I attacked, I, I attacked 95%, probably higher, 
98% of the things Trump did. I will say, I think I was justified. I don't think they're justified. I well, and see, and that's my thing. This is this. I'm I'm saying nothing against Biden here. Yeah, I just I do want to make that clear. I'm not sure why. Well, but you're saying he didn't prioritize. No, 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 no. I'm saying that I think that more should have been done. They should have spent a little bit more time at the negotiation table. Um, And maybe, you know, listen, man, I'm not a a fucking negotiator. Right. Um, But I'm just I'm just saying like my heart, my heart. And I do appreciate the fact that the Biden administration let the Whelan family know before they made it public that the trade had gone through. Yeah. I think that was this class act move, and you see uh, Paul's brother. I think his name is maybe Tom Wheeling. Uh, Some, David, I think. David, okay. Um, you know, they he thanked the Biden administration for doing that, giving them the time to to kind of grieve. Process, yeah, process, yeah. yeah. Um, but another point that I want to make too is like, I would like to see the public get this outraged and and do this much to think about all the prisoners that are here in the U.S for marijuana crimes. And you and I have said this on the podcast at nauseum, but I think that it's, we should be doing the same thing to get them out of prison, out of us prisons that we already get Brittany Griner out of there. Now I'm not saying we should have done that first. That's not, you know, yeah, but like we should be this outraged about people that are, that are in jail from the nineties for whatever, selling marijuana, smoking marijuana, um, and and be trying to do something about that as well. <laughs> that's let's, a fair. That's a very let, fair argument. Let's let's fucking clear out our prisons from people that shouldn't be there. Yeah, but I I don't want to I don't want to distract. I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm not trying to take away from. Yeah, what I know, happened. and I know you're not. But I think other people will take it as, you know, yes, that is. Uh, there are issues with that as well, but the problem here is, people are really upset about the fact that Brittany Griner was released instead of Paul Whelan. And Paul Whelan was not a deal. Like, there was no deal. They were at this negotiating table for months and months and mm-hmm. months, and eventually you got to pull the trigger. Oh, I, I don't disagree so, with that. And I'm glad we got one of them. Right, and that's the thing. Like, people are misunderstanding. I'm seeing the glass half and full. I, yeah, and I, I I get frustrated because people are like, you know, some WNBA star that hates America instead of a U.S. Marine and this, that, and the other thing. And like, and that's not the angle I'm coming that, from. No, I know you're not. But that was the discussion I was having with people. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think the frustrating thing is, is like, yes, we had to trade a Russian arms dealer who armed enemies of our own state. Mm-hmm. In order to get an American back, that American was going to serve 10 years hard time in Russian prisons um, for having some hash oil, which is absolute bullshit, right? And instead, we got her back within 10 months for a guy who's already served over a decade of time in our prisons. And what Russia does with him... Obviously, he'll probably be released or whatever. Time served. B- because they'll want to prove a point. But we got an American back in a highly contentious time between the two sides. And I think that should be celebrated. Just the same. Joke's on you, Russia. We infected him with a rare, uncurable disease. <laughs> Take that, Putin. <laughs> 
I'll also say that the crimes that we were holding him for uh-huh. also are the same things. Like people are up, oh my God, this terrible arms dealer. He did so many bad things. It's like, what do you think the CIA does? What do you think? And I know they're listening to this podcast because they can hear everything. Yeah. And I'm we'll not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily, <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, they're always, you know, um, the intentions are, are, are poor. I think they're trying to do whatever they have to do to secure our country. But there's also been instances throughout our history, especially during the Reagan era, where they did the exact same things as Victor Boot, right? We started a war on drugs in America. We, we put a bunch of minorities in jail. We took that drug money and we funded, uh, you know, the Contras. We did a whole episode on, on Iran and we talked about the, the Iranian Contras and stuff like that. We used that money to bankroll arming different you know, juntas or different groups. We, we armed Al Qaeda. Like we did these things in the past and we did it against Russia, right? We didn't like Russia and we knew Russia was invading Afghanistan. So we dealt them arms in order to attack that other country. Now I understand like it's a defense. It's, it's, not like Ukraine. Ukraine, we are arming a country that we also had promised, and Donald Trump dangled that money so they didn't have the military funding that they were owed as part of past agreements. But we we funded Al-Qaeda. We gave them the armament that they needed to hold off the Russians in the 90s, right? So we were arming a terrorist organization as well. There's no difference of what Boot was doing. And that's the problem is like we're, we're making this guy out to be some sort of, you know, war dog or whatever, which is like that really cool movie and it idolizes him. But there's no difference historically with what America has done with its military industrial complex. And so to, to freak out that we were freeing this guy, taking what not a completely innocent person back, but like I think everyone listening and anyone that isn't listening can all agree that 10 years for some hash oil is fucking ridiculous. Why didn't you just leave your hash oil? I'm sure she didn't even think about it. No. Because it was well, like, you know, you're packing. Because she was too stoned to remember. No, I'm no. Kidding, like, yeah, relax. like you're, you're packing your stuff and it was like in your pocket of your jeans. Yeah. And then you're like packing your jeans that you haven't worn in two days. And then all of a sudden. And then, you know, that's the stuff that pops up in your Check luggage. Check your pockets before and she you had load been your luggage, living kids. There. It, she had been living there. It wasn't like she just went over for a weekend stay and like, oh, well, you know, she had been living there. So, of course, you know, she partook in her normal routines of like, you know, you want to have a glass of whiskey at the end of a, a hard night on your shift? Like, she probably smoked a little pot to reduce her anxiety or her stress or, you know, her her knee pain or whatever the case is and didn't realize it was in her luggage. It was such a simple, stupid thing that usually you'd be like fined or whatever. You wouldn't be going to jail for 10 years in a, you know, fucking Russian gulag. And that's, that's the big issue here is like, I don't understand why people were so up in arms that we didn't get someone who rightfully or wrongfully, I'm going to say probably wrongfully, was accused of espionage 
there's a difference between espionage and hash oil. Right. And that's, there was no deal to be made for Whalen. So let's get the one American back at least. We try for two, but we got to get one. Was his sentence 15 years? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm on a web uh, a site, but I can't keep up because I keep talking. I, I should keep... let you talk. Yeah, I think <coughs> that I think that sometimes, Bray. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he was. That's why we gotta do more hot ones challenges. I was like, damn. Look at me speaking my mind. <laughs> he was detained in 2018. Digital storage device containing a list of intelligence officials. Allegedly, he was arrested by the Russia's FSB state security agency, which claimed he had been caught spying in Moscow. At the time, there were uncorroborated reports he had been caught receiving a digital storage device containing a list of intelligence officials. That's what he was arrested on. Now, <clears throat> I didn't really follow his court case, and this was at the same time Martina Butina um, was arrested. I in just America, started following. And she it. was the one that was like infiltrating the NRA and shit, right? Yeah, the Russian gun rights activist. She was the one um, trying to infiltrate the NRA, fu- funnel a bunch of Russian money into the NRA to get Stop. control of it. Stop. Go ahead. Okay, so she was the one trying to funnel a bunch of Russian money into the NRA and gain more and more control. She had a lot of contacts with, you know, um, Republican Congress people, etc. So I think there was that like tit for tat, similar to what they were doing here with Griner. Like there's a lot of contention between the two sides. So let's gain a point of leverage over the other side. And I think that's why they, you know... Um, arrested Brittany Griner for this. Yeah. It's a shit situation regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, again, I want to emphasize the fact that I'm not talking any shit about like the trade that we made. I think that it had to be done. I just think that people, because I'm, again, I'm not even really talking so much about the the Biden administration. I'm just talking about people's mindset in general. I think that um, we're so short sighted. We're in that TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts state of mind. Yeah. We're like sixty seconds. It's over. You know what I mean? Whereas like this Whelan story made big news, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, this happened and this happened and this happened, and people forget about stuff that happened a week ago, a month ago. You know, um, when was the last time you thought about, you know, one of the more recent school shootings? That's still an issue. We still need to fix those things. <coughs> well, um, I think what happens if you think of a table, right? You only have so much space and you're putting all this information. Yeah. You got, you know, think of plates of food as information or news stories. And you got a new plate, a new plate, a new plate. Eventually, there's just not enough. And you're like, okay, well, this has been sitting here for a while. So I'm going to remove this. And mm-hmm. I, that's just what happens. That's our attention span. There's only so much. And, you know, I get in trouble for this all the time because I bitch and moan about everything, right? I, I, I'll, someone wants to talk, you know, 
gun reform in America, great. If someone wants to talk prison reform, great. I'm up for talking about anything because I constantly think about politics. But a lot of people aren't in that situation where, you know, they can only take the snippets because it's just too fucking much. Yeah. I was, I, you know, raised in a big family, so I never clear food off the table. I'll eat it all. <laughs> Fair enough. I just gobble it up. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I, I think that that becomes the issue. And like, no, I, I hope the, you know, the, the Whelan family can see, you know, their, their member of their family return. But, you know, there, there's, there's a lot out there where it's like, okay, we have to make a deal. You make the deal. Like you yeah. can sit and, all right, we'll take another year or two to deal with Griner. Well, at that time, maybe Russia's like, nah, fuck it. The guy's only got three years left on his term prison sentence anyways. We'll just wait it out. Yeah. And then you don't get Griner. And then she's there for 10 fucking years for hash oil. We should just send, should have just sent John Wick. <laughs> to do what? Oh, dude. He'd fucking break into the, the prison, take everybody out, and then fucking bring her home. And probably save a dog. Well, yeah, that that's that's called war. And I think they were trying to avoid that. <laughs> oh, although it seems dude, that Putin it's... keeps escalating. Yeah. Yeah, did you see the, uh, the Russian general that talked about... Um, they're changing their position on nuclear. Like yeah. They're not going to be the second. Yeah. Like that they're willing to, they're willing to take that. They, they basically said that like they, they were uh, recognizing the fact that their supplies are not limitless. And so that it's on the table, basically scary shit, man. Yeah. Scary shit. You know what else is really scary? What's that? You know, I'm a very accepting person, Brian. Okay. You know, you can, I agree. You can love who you want. You can be who you want to be. If you want to transition genders, you can transition genders, and I will accept you, and I will call you by the right pronoun. But when you transition political parties, <laughs> I that, am, well, that might be. <laughs> I, I am not accepting of that. I am. I am. That might be the best transition in our podcast history. Mm. I'm a fucking political transition bigot. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> So let's talk about Kristen Cinema. So, what douche? Kirsten Cinema. So we also should acknowledge because I don't think we had a chance to yet, but Raphael Warnock won Georgia. Way to go! And now it's fifty. It's fifty-one forty-nine in the Senate. Take that. Which meant if you keep all your Democrats in line, you have you know, a, a full majority and you're fine. You also have the ability if everyone was in line and mansions like, no, I don't want to talk about the filibuster. You still had the opportunity to start talking about the filibuster. If you got the rest of your party in line mm -hmm. for the last two years, Democrats were supposed to be in full power. They had control of the house and control of the Senate. Right. But of course there's the filibuster standing in the way. And the only way to get real stuff done to really push the full Biden agenda was to basically get rid of the filibuster. And Mansion and Cinema kept sitting it out. Mansion and Cinema were the constant targets of the Democrat Party, where, where they were like, "Hey, we need you to get behind this. This is what's best for all the people." And if 
you know, with the infrastructure deal. They should have been able to pass that with ease, but Manchin held out because he's a, you know, fossil fuel lobbyist, essentially. Yeah. And Cinema was no different. Cinema came in. She was the first openly bisexual candidate to be elected. She wore, you know, different types of clothing than the Senate was used to. She was supposed to be this person in Arizona, which... Pause. This person in Arizona that was uh, kind of a signal for the change of what Arizona was going through. Arizona was, you know, supposedly a very uh, Republican, deep red state for a long time because a lot of Republican, you know, old white people retired there, right? Well, it had been shifting. And cinema was supposed to be the beacon of hope there. And she has not been. And and don't get me wrong, she can, you know, do what she feels is best for her constituents. But to leave the party that voted her in is very, very questionable. Well, now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because she's she, she's polling like shit. Yeah, she's Nobody also making her. fat money. Yeah. So I no mean, one likes her because the people that voted her in are not being represented by her. She's playing the middle game way too much. And the reason she's doing that is she has gotten filthy rich. Yeah. Filthy rich. Her net worth went from like $100,000 to like $20 million in the last two years. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's not exact numbers, but it's pretty close. She got substantially, substantially more wealthy. People threw hissy fits about Bernie Sanders and how he was now worth more than a million dollars after working in the Senate for like 40 fucking years. And publishing and, he, and publishing a he book. He published a book the last year after, like, it was after the presidential election, mm-hmm. and it sold enough to make him a millionaire. Not a not a tens of millions, but, like, his net worth was like two and a half million dollars. Good job, Bernie. That's awesome. Good for you. You... You know, you, you'll have your Senate pension, which you've earned by giving us decades of service, and you wrote a book, a bestseller book. I wonder what the salary <coughs> was uh, when he started. Because it was, what, 1970? Yeah. I I would venture it's far under 100000 I My guess is probably like $52,000 a year. Wait, no way. Senate salary since 1789. In 1977, 44,600. But that's a lot back then, if you think about it. Like, what was a teacher making? Like, 5,000 a year? Possibly. Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. Okay. $14,000. Okay. So, so they were still making good money. I mean, that... Uh, God, this is going to pull me in all kinds of directions. The frustrating Focus. part... The frustrating part about that is, like, that makes sense. You made a lot more money doing certain things, but the the gap between the two was never as substantial as it is today. All right, that's my piece on that. Yeah. But going back to cinema, she's polling so terribly because she hasn't represented the party that elected her. The party that elected her were left-leaning Democrats, not even the centrists. Like, there's there's a hard push in Arizona. 
You have the state colleges, the Arizona State, U of A. You have a lot of college kids who lean far more left. Those are the ones that showed up to elect Kirsten Cinema versus the older Republicans. And so you have this push of, no, we don't want someone who's just going to kind of teeter-totter in between the middle and basically fade between the two parties. So she's pulling like shit because she lost her base. Right. And and her base was like, hey, here's the first bisexual candidate who represents our view. She's speaking to us. She's going to do so much for women's rights. She didn't even fucking, you know, help out with women's rights. She didn't help out with voting rights. Mm-hmm. Like those are central to the Democratic Party right now. And she didn't even do, she didn't even work on those. And so her polling was terrible. Meanwhile, the reason she always played the fence was because massive corporations saw her as the opportunist, right? She's the opportunist. She's the one that will take the money grab and she'll, she'll play the fence like, ah, I think this is just too radical of a lefty idea. Like this is too radical. We're getting too radical here. And she back would in play my days, that. back in the nineties, you wanted to be radical. Being radical meant you were cool. Well, you sound like Michael Scott. Back in my day, boss yeah. was a cool thing. It was a good word. Like, you're so boss. <laughs> I haven't made an office reference in a while here. I know. It's pretty so, cool. So cinema switching further complicates the whole 5149 thing because we, we looked at it as, well, Manchin's always in the middle, but we got 50-50, or we got 50 over 49. Right. And even if Manchin abstains or it goes, we have that 50 because we now have Warnock and we won... Pennsylvania, right? That Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker. I don't think this will be an issue come twenty twenty four. You know what I mean? As long as the Democrats can keep the seats that they have and not flip a whole bunch, because I think that she'll easily get voted out. And I, I, I feel bad. <coughs> for oh, she'll get primaried. She's done. Oh, for sure. But I'm She's trying to cashing think. Cashing in because I, I know that there's a there's a Democratic candidate in that area that's uh, popular. I don't remember his name though. Well, Mark Kelly did well. In, mm. in the more in the recent Man, election, wasn't him. Um, with that said, people are failing to realize there's more and more Gen Z voters. Do you know that if Gen Z voted, and they were the only voters, every state would have been blue. Hmm. Now that's not to say that Gen Z doesn't also vote Republican. But the vast majority voted Democrat. And she, it's not just Democrat. They are pushing for progressive views. Yeah. Universal health care, free education. Mm-hmm. The things that people are like, no, we can't afford that. The fuck we can't. Do you know that if only I voted, we'd be in better shape. <laughs> just kidding. I, I don't necessarily disagree. I do. I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think you want as much balance as possible. Yeah. I would also vote on the fact that I can change it. Thing I can change things at any time, because like then they're really on their toes. They're like, "Oh shit, I really got to look out for people, or Kevin's gonna fire me tomorrow." Which I am their boss. I I would say this: <clears throat> my voting record would have nothing to do with being balanced. It would be whatever is best for the most people, in a way that won't harm others. Right. I mean, I would let you vote too. Like that would be something I'd vote on too. I'd be like, but then we would need a tiebreaker. Should Brian vote? No. Or do I have forty nine percent to your fifty one? Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's 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 
it's whatever Kevin says, but people like it even will accept it even more if both of us say it because then it got. I think 100% you would. I, I think you and I would come to a lot of agreements. Oh fuck yeah, we would. I wouldn't Absolutely. worry. I wouldn't worry about it, Bragay. Um, I <sighs> I don't know. Like you said, I I don't think this will impact as much because. You know, the Republican Party is already filibustering things. Um, they, luckily, they didn't with the, what was it called? The Respect for Marriage Act. Mm-hmm. That passed. Uh, that we should passed. have said that right at the top of the hour. You know, what, you know what else we should have said right at the top of the hour? Happy birthday, Charlie. It's my son's first birthday. My youngest son's. I did say, I did say happy yes, birthday did. to him in person. Yeah, because Brian's that kind of guy. But we didn't cement it forever on podcast. Noel was like, no, no, no. I'll take Nora to school. And Brian's like... No, I have to today. I got to wish Charlie a happy birthday. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and I also saw your wife, and I felt bad because I was on the phone with my oh, cousin. Oh, Ben was Ben was very upset because Ben's like, um, Mommy, when, when Daddy picks me up, we go say hi to Uncle Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she was she was like, oh, my God, I knew I recognized that voice. And I gave, like, gave me a big hug, and I gave her a big hug back, but I wasn't like, oh, hey, because I was literally listening to an important story from my cousin uh-huh. on the phone. I didn't expect to yeah. see her. And I was I was so excited to see her, and I almost like wanted to just be like, "Hey, I'll call you back." But he's like in the middle Mid-story. of it. Yeah, can't stop that. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. Hashtag. So, I I do agree with you. I think Kirsten Cinema is out. I think she stands no chance as an independent. There are independents. Bernie is an independent that caucuses yeah, but... with the Democrats. She also she didn't say that she was going to stop caucusing with the Democrats. Like yeah. she didn't say like I'm going to caucus with the Republican Party. So it wasn't a full defection, right? But she said like she didn't want to be associated with all of the Democratic Party initiatives, and it's like, yeah. w- what are you doing? That's that's how you got voted in. Like Bernie got voted in as an independent in caucuses with the Democrats. So if he pulled back and was like, "Hey, the Democratic Party is no longer serving my constituents," I'd under- like okay, yeah. Similarly, someone who has been an established Republican. Say, for instance, Amit Romney says, I can't be part of this MAGA movement. I need to step back from the Republican Party, let them sort their shit out. I'm going to represent my people the way I have for decades. She was voted in and within two years is stepping out of the party that voted her in. There's something very fucked up about that. It could cost uh, the Democrats some legislation opportunities. It's very unlikely that those would get passed because the House is red. So nothing is going to pass right now anyways for the next two years. It's something, except something that is so easy to pass. But even the Voting Rights Act wasn't easy to pass. And there was a large group of Republicans that voted against the Respect for Marriage Act. Right. Right? So it was like, what, God, what was the percentage? Now I need to know. Um it was like 80% of Republicans voted against that. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Hold on. 258 to 169. Yeah. 258 to 169. So there were 169. How am I not? Su- I am subscribed to the Washington Post. Anyways, the number's there. That's all I needed. <laughs> 258. So there were 169 Republicans in the House that voted it down. Um, and in the Senate, I think there is a, a good amount, but like 12 Republicans voted yes. So it passed. And it just got signed today by, or today or yesterday by uh, Joe Biden. So 
that pass. But there, nothing's going to get done anyways, regardless of Kirsten Cinema. This right. is all just a big projection, and I don't know if she doesn't flip to the Republican Party to be that more center view that could possibly win some people that are more center in 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 Arizona, because the whole Carrie Lake experiment. It's going to continue to blow up in their face. Yeah. Right? Like, she ran, she lost, and now she's challenging the the outcome. She's trumping. Yeah, she yeah, exactly. She's full trumping it, and that isn't working, and that is a message that is losing a lot of Republicans, right? So mm-hmm. there are a lot of Republicans right now who are like, this is so dumb. I'm over this. Like, I was really behind it. And then every court case was lost. All of the evidence that they had was, you know, bullshit. There's nothing good here. We need to move on. And that messaging is continuing to blow up in their face. It worked at like a very, very small district level. Right. And I think that's why they won the house. But it is not a long-term strategy that we got robbed. Okay. Now you have control of the house. What are you fucking doing? What legislation are you going to push? What's your platform? What are you going to do to help save America that is getting destroyed by the other side? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Anything else, Brian? Otherwise, I think we should throw out our popcorn and leave the cinema. I'm ready to leave the cinema. That's for (laughs) sure. You know what? I I, I have a lot of energy right now, so I could podcast all night. But do you have like maybe like splitting an atom energy or like maybe like (laughs) combining energy? two nuclei kind of energy i i think i do i'm certainly ready to talk about that type of energy so anyways 2023 is upon us and ford is releasing their new fusion energy (laughs) brian is their new energy drink ford fusion (laughs) brian is really sick of my ford fusion jokes today so that's the only one i have uh, I was trying to download a full manual and send it to you and tell you that was my research, but it wouldn't let me without a VIN number. <laughs> None of my neighbors have Fusion, so I wasn't going to try. I could have seen you <laughs> running up and down the block just to pull out. Like, you're not you're not quite Jim from the office lot level pranks, but you'll go to a pretty far extent to land a joke. Oh, dude. If, if somebody within, like, two blocks of me had a Ford Fusion, yeah. I would have been all over it. What are you doing in my car? I just need your VIN number so I can download this to send it to my buddy. <laughs> what for? Just to make him laugh. You broke into my car for a joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I vacuumed it for you. It's clean now. Are <laughs> you fucking <laughs> Yeah. Also, that gum under your seat's gone. Come on. Don't live your life like a fucking savage. I have an excuse. I have three kids. Fusion energy. It's fucking dope. <laughs> This is so cool. We're ending the podcast on an awesome note. I, I am very, very excited about this. Now, for the record, the the idea of fusion has been a titillating one for scientists for since forever. Like the, oh, since like this is something that we've been talking about since we came up with the atom bomb. Right. So fission. And even before, because like yeah. conceptualizing the yeah. possibility of, yeah. of fission. Yeah. So fission is what we're using now. That is nuclear energy. Nuclear energy. Nuclear power. Um, and it's mission it's, and accomplished. Listen, it's a great source of energy, but you still have waste product. You know what I mean. You still have um, whatever nuclear fuel you were using to create right. the fission energy uh, has to be disposed of, and that's no bueno. 
Fusion is freaking cool. F- fusion was what happens in the sun. That's how the sun became so bright. Now, the sun cheats a little bit because fusion energy is hard to achieve. Mm-hmm. Clearly. We've been at it for 60, almost 70 years Yeah, um, that we've been pouring money into it, um, which is, a, a, hey, listen, if we're going to be pouring money into something, this is something that's cool. Um, so fusion does the opposite. Instead of splitting atoms, you are basically... Um, you have a lot of different variables, but basically what you're doing is elements are hitting each other at a very high rate of speed, but they are also under a great amount of heat, which is where like a big part of this issue comes into play because what you're really trying to do is have all these free floating electrons because the element itself is so hot and you have all these nuclei bouncing around. And then when the nuclei hit each other, Brian, they combine and byproduct is one electron going, peace out, Girl Scout. And part of that also is um, is expelling energy. The issue that we've had with creating some sort of fusion energy is that, first of all, how are we getting the, what, what are we using to create this plasma around uh, these nuclei when they're getting ready to collide? But um, what we're doing to create that heat, whether it's, um, shooting lasers at it, what kind of shape are we using, all this kind of stuff. What, how are we going to create the, the, the right um, method that doesn't require as much energy going in and still results in energy out? So we've been doing all of these experiments for years and years and years. And at NIF, out in Cali, uh, NIF is the National uh, Ignition Facility. Sounds important. It is. Um, but what they've been able to accomplish there, and this is, this happened last Monday night, actually, and they've only just now started talking about it, uh, you know, I guess getting their facts together and making sure that it mm-hmm. could be replicated and getting all their data out. Um, they put in, and I think they were dealing in megahertz of energy. They put in, um, like just under 1.5, uh, me- or me- no, no, megajoules, megajoules, my bad guys. Don't hate on me. That's impressive. I'm going to pause you right there. I've been impressed the last like five minutes of you talking. I'm like, holy shit, this feels like a Bill Nye excerpt. I went to I did I I went to college for science. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm I'm just impressed at your ability to communicate. This is like it's very understandable. Well, this is this is like this is like super cool to me. I'm not surprised. I'm impressed. There's this is the this is the this is like the coolest thing we've talked about. Ever? No, I'm just kidding. It's really not, <laughs> but it's super. I think it, I but think it's, it's super. The it's super neat. So we put it's it. Also in, the we, hottest. <laughs> oh my god! You did it. Um, so we couldn't figure out exactly how to get more energy out. Anyways, we did it. We not we they. I'm not gonna take any of the credit for this shit. Maybe some of my tax dollars. America did. Yeah, take that. Other countries. California. They, they've been trying to do this shit in Gavin France. Gavin Newsom did this. <laughs> Thanks, Gavin. President, 2024. <laughs> I guess I'll forgive you for the French laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they put in, a, it was like 1.5 or just under 1.5 and came out at three. So, uh, no. Yeah, but no. They put, no, they it, put in two, came out with three because it was a 50% increase. Right. So they in, got in more energy out of it than they put in. Yeah. Which is rare, but it still took a lot to get there. Yeah. So like to power the, so they're like, okay. We're getting more out than we put in, which is very exciting because yeah. that's rare in anything energy, right? Like 
the potential energy is usually not equal to the kinetic because there's like, like if you think about even like a car, right? The combustion energy, the heat loses, you lose energy. And that's why, you know, you look at electric cars and they're so much faster than, than, you know, traditional cars because of the combustible engine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The idea here though, is that they have more energy than what they started with. Yes. It took a lot of power to get those lasers to make that energy and then get that output. Right. So that's that's what people are like, oh, this isn't as big. No, it's a huge deal. But it's not. I, I like to think of it like the Wright brothers. Right. This is Kitty Hawk. Yeah. It is. Holy shit. Flight is possible. Exactly. Like this has not. This has been conceptualized for decades, almost an entire century. It was 80 years ago that they were able to develop the power for the atom bomb. And now 80 years later, we're going to be able to possibly create a system that creates energy completely efficiently. Yeah. And that is in, and also to, to, to bat that this will be a zero carb, zero uh, carbon emission. Yeah. And, and so I, I almost said zero carb, like it's fucking food. Zero carbon emission. Somebody's hungry. I know. No, I had that chicken <laughs> wild rice soup, man. Yeah, thanks, Noel. Um, you know, th- that's another thing. As we march towards we need renewable energy, we might have found the most impactful renewable energy known to man. Yeah. But we can't expect transatlantic flights the day after Kitty Hawk. Well, can I say something else that's, like, super cool? Yeah. So... Basically, what they have to do is they have to shoot these lasers. Um, Freaking laser beams. So, uh, so I'm showing Brian right now. But they, they basically shot it at this, a little like um, catalyst, not catalyst, but a little piece like this yeah. big. Okay. So we're talking a matter of like, oh, what is that, Brian? About the size of a palm. Yeah, three or four inches, five inches, six inches, something like that. Oh, I thought that was like at least 13 inches. No, I think you're right, actually. Right? I don't know how to let measure me do- it. Let me double check my math. Um <laughs> But they shoot it at this little thing, okay? And all you need, so you either need, um, like, uh, do it's they're basically like hydrogen isot- isotopes, yeah. Yeah. okay? For anybody who hasn't taken a chemistry class in a while, it's just a different form of the element. Um, but um, <coughs> do, do tritium mm-hmm. and tritium is what they need. You know where do tritium and tritium are plentiful? N- nuclear plants. No. Oh. That'd be cool. They're plentiful in two places. One is the moon, which they're thinking it's basically because of like all the uh, basically radiation and stuff like that that the um, the it's absorbed from the sun. Um, so we could be building a moon base. That'd be dope. Elon, take that on, buddy. Do something good. Oh fuck, Elon! Don't even get. I'm me just started. saying, do something good for once. <laughs> God damn it! He'd blow the moon up. Like I did something. I did something. He's worse than Gru. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, ocean water. Seawater. Yeah. Yeah. Full of it. Yeah, the salination. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you can take, and I was just reading about this today, you can take a glass of ocean water and produce, I can't remember what exactly what it is. I should have written this down, and my internet's not working super great right now in the uh, uh, Brian's Garage Studios. Um, but, like, the amount of energy you can get out of a cup of seawater, it's, like, it's something along the lines of, like, X amount of fossil fuel. 
Yeah, it, it's, which is super cool. Do do tritium is is very plentiful. Tritium is hard to find. Okay. So therein lies your issue. So they could find another alternative for this. But yeah, I mean, all you need to do is fucking use that with a little bit of uh, plasma, and you're good to go. Some ionized uh, shit, dude. It's so cool. And like the thing is like there's a lot of people saying like how much energy did they have to put into it? You know, and is I don't there's a lot of people knocking it saying it's not viable. I I think whether or not it doesn't matter how much energy they put into it now. We're dealing with the technology of today. But now we know it's possible. Now that we know that we can literally harness the energy of the sun. Yeah. Which is awesome. So, and they're saying like it they're am- far more efficiently than solar panels. You're talking zero carbon emission. Now, listen, like tritium, if it could, uh, maybe it's not the tritium, but there's something else that could be released that like eventually becomes. Yeah, you have to rein in that power. Also, the well, heat and all. It's just like you would be. I think it was the tritium, but you you it, it can it, once it's exposed to oxygen. I do believe that it starts to become, um, uh, like some sort of nuclear waste. Yeah. But the amount that they would be using would be dissipated so quickly that it wouldn't even matter. That's insane. But, again, main thing, zero carbon emissions. Something to be taken away from this, too. And is massively that, power. Yes. Powerful. Dude, if you're getting a 50% increase on what you're putting in, like, that's good. That's Imagine incredible. if you were gambling that way. Um, oh. That'd be great. Um, but uh, this is something that everybody's emphasizing, too. Like, this is this is, like... We're talking 10 years out at least. Oh, yeah. That, you know I, mean, I mean, the energy secretary said it could be decades before this is. Yeah. They're hoping they're hoping to have something um, like, you know, end of the line prototypes out by like 2032 or 2035, mm-hmm. which, dude, I'll still be alive to see it, hopefully. Um, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Brian I'll, make sure eh, eh, I'll make sure of it. I'll make sure of it. You can't die until after the first I fusion will. power plant comes out. You want to talk uh, about John Wick. I'll John Wick you to life. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I. but this thing is so cool, dude. I could watch videos on this all day and read about this all day. You know, you know, yeah, I'm, I am. So this is the great thing about science is how powerful it can be and how awe-inspiring it is certainly my problem here is that it's being done in america everyone's like wait what the fuck brian like this is huge for us we're one of the largest energy consumers and producers in the world this would be huge the problem is is they're already talking about the commercial commercialization of it and that means to be utilized by consumers across the country right which is fine but the moment it starts to get privatized, it becomes damaging. And we privatized our energy utilities and it became an opportunity for companies to make billions and billions of dollars at the expense and behest of people like we saw in Texas during the blizzard. Yeah. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Go ahead. Two things. One. Just let you I soak told in the moment. I told you we are ending this on a positive note. Okay? I will. I will. And two, so far, as far as I can tell, it's been completely funded by the U.S. government. So. So let's keep it right same. there, kids. Not I, you, but like 
I'm I agree. telling the government, I agree. hang on to that shit and just build well, hey, some. Now, wait a second. That's socialism, Kevin. Yeah. Well, Brian, as we've said before, socialists suck. You suck. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but, but. No, but. But I think I think energy energy should be a social uh, a social safety. Fully agree. Yeah. If it's a if it's a basic need yeah. in this country, boom. And, and Done. here's here's the exciting thing. And I'm gonna go back. So it is scary that this could be privatized and all of a sudden abused and all that. And we're you know holding the rest of the world hostage with our you know beautiful little power source and our ways of doing and whatever. I think there is a shift happening in America. It has to do with Gen Z. I think we're becoming a more, um, not liberal, a, a more ideological place. We're, we're trying to be what we always wanted to, but actually doing the work to be what we wanted to be. So what I mean by that is we have these great American ideals. We have these things that we think America is so great. It's the land of opportunity. It's this, that, and the other thing. I think between the end of the Gen X the millennial generation and the Gen Z, and then everything after, there is a massive push to be what we should be. And that is a world leader in innovation, both culturally and scientifically. And so I'm very excited. Like at first I think, shit, this is gonna get corrupted like everything else in business and in, in America, right? And then I'm holding on hope. I'm holding on hope because I have a lot of faith in our generation and, and the younger generation to do the right thing and not, I think in the next few decades, we could see humanity change in the, in the best way possible where it doesn't have to be the haves and have nots. Think of it this way. If everyone was properly educated for the next two decades, we have all of this automation we have the opportunity to create endless fuel sources that is, are not damaging our planet. We have automation like the chat GBT or whatever, GPT, where it can create things and do a lot of the, the grunt work, even coding work. We're going to have more time to entertain one another, to care about one another, to, to help one another. And celebrate one another. Like we could get to an environment of utopia in the next three decades if we wanted to. The problem will be is will the haves be willing to also have more haves? Meaning the haves and the have-nots. Will the haves be willing to say, yeah, I want other people to have all that I have too. That's what it's going to come down to. But I am hopeful that the younger generation is going to look at these these AI automations, these incredible, powerful autom automation tools, and this new energy resource where we're not we're not mining for coal, we're not we're not damaging our planets, we're not building pipelines. It's just like it's there, it's accessible, it's easy for everyone. It once was hard to get the internet. It still is in my fucking garage. But everywhere else in the fucking country, Living it's very, it's readily, here, it's readily accessible. Yeah. And that's what this could be. This could be the internet where it's the, it's the thing that levels the playing field for yep. all. And I'm very, very excited. But I also like 
when people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. No, it is. It doesn't mean it's going to be overnight. This is Kitty Hawk. This is the Wright Brothers' first flight. We know it's possible. Now it's going to take a few decades to make sure it's safe, that it is as efficient as we think, yeah. and it's as accessible as we think. We have to, you know, continue to to build all, you know, build it all out. But boy, to to have this breakthrough, to to see it in reality, and not just a conceptualization of what it could be, but to see it actually be, should be so inspiring to any budding young scientist or some student sitting in their physics class and just daydreaming about what could be this is it this is what it could be and now we just need more people to want to continue changing the world yeah nailed it Mm-hmm. all right we talked about a lot tonight yeah we had a Griner. lot to go over talked about cinema and we talked about uh how america's getting real badass about energy finally yeah Take that, China. <laughs> hey, this will f- help fix China. Dude. Hey, I'll tell you what. We will share our fusion energy technology with all of the countries in the world, but they have to forgive our national debt. I think that's a fair thing. It's more than fair. And they, they only control like 3% of our debt. Dude, I hope that I'm the president then because like, then I'll be like, I got rid of the, the U.S. debt. No, the debt is almost all owned by like the billionaire class in America because mm. they own it in treasury yields. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Hmm. We'll buy that 3% what? back though because it's all. No, no, I'm not even going to buy that back. I'll just make that paperwork disappear. I'll Hillary Clinton those emails. <laughs> You know, you said you want to end a good note, and you're just going to, like, needle me one more time to really get me yeah, fired but up. you know I'm I was joking. all ready to deliver my line, oh. and then, bam, you hit me with a Hillary, and I just want to fucking go. And, uh, but, yeah, it was a great episode. <laughs> Kevin ends it with a nice joke. <sighs> it's always good catching up with you, buddy. It really is. I love these times we share together. Me too. Thanks for sharing it with us, Mad Libs community. We're, we're so grateful. Continue spreading the word. We keep seeing more and more new followers and people listening, and we get a new person saying, hey, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so cool. You know I have a podcast. Keep doing that. Let people know. Thanks thanks for all that you do, too. Yeah. Uh, do good. Be great. Love, Love you guys. We're the ones that he just let into the back. We're the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniac. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saints status quo. This is rock and roll. This is how I get on now. Ronimo. This is bye bye Tata Adio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Ooh.